Hello everybody, welcome to the show. I am your host, Darwin James. Today's episode is recorded on the 3rd of July. I hope everyone's doing well, hope you had a good day, and as always, I hope you guys enjoy today's episode. So today, I'm talking about a great story about a British pilot by the name of Tim Lannister. And but, um, Tim Lannister was a British Airways pilot who at one point during a flight got sucked out of the cockpit mid-flight and was able to live and tell the tale thanks to help from other members on the um, crew or part of the uh, cabin crew. And this story went viral in a sense thanks to Twitter. A Twitter user shared photos from a reenactment of what happened writing back in 1990 which is when this event actually happened the window of a plane fell off and one of the pilots got sucked out so they just held on to his legs talking about the cab- uh, cabin crew members while the plane had landed so basically if it wasn't for his like crew members on the plane Tim Lannister wouldn't have been dead quite obvious and it's thanks to them that he managed to live and be able to talk about such a story such as this. So what happened was, like, during the flight, he was flying from Birmingham, England, to Magala, Spain, back in, back in the summer of June. But then suddenly, two of the plane's uh, six cockpit windows were shattered as he travelled over, over Oxfordshire. And then Tim ended up being thrown out of his seat, sucked out the window, while the force also blew the cockpit door open from his hinges. And then he locked the, the flight attendant, Nigel Oregon, to the ground. You hear about plane stories all the time. Some good, some not so good. And by the means of like, plane stories, I should actually rephrase that because none of them are actually ever good for the most part. <laughs> Very rarely are they good. But you hear about this, and it's like, wow. It's like, it's scary to think about. And, you know, you hear stories all the time about planes and whatnot. Planes going missing, planes not landing properly. And, you know, such and such. But it puts you off going on a plane. Because, you know, this sort of thing would put you off in some ways. If you're someone who has bad anxiety and is paranoid about that sort of thing like happening to you. You know, kind of like a Final Destination moment. If anyone's seen the Final Destination movies, you kind of know what I'm talking about. Where someone gets a vision of something that could potentially happen. And then they get all nervous, get all anxious. And they tell, you know, the people around them what they've seen. Some people think they're crazy. I know people are like, okay, this guy's off his meds. (laughs) Like, we need to get him off the plane. (laughs) But he's also, he or she is kind of right. Good movie in Final Destination, most of them anyway. But this, this is what kind of like, kind of reminds me of it. Those movies just like they scared a whole generation of people, in, in my opinion. <laughs> um, but continue on with the story. So once Nigel um, Oregon was able to get back to his feet after almost being knocked over by this flying door. He was able to rush into the cockpit to grab Lanchester's legs just as he disappeared out of the window. So the guy was barely near death. Like he was almost out of the window. 
to the point where there's no survival. Uh, Orgun also, or, or Gun, or Dunn, whatever his bloody name is, he starts slipping out of the opening as well. But then thanks to a second cabin crew member, called John Heward, who managed to rush into the cockpit and grab him by the belt, before another flight attendant strapped himself into a pilot's chair and helped hold the chain of people down. Uh, so, he, he was exposed to elements of the outside of the plane, holding off his dear life. And the worst part is, I guess this is the worst part, you know, <laughs> being sucked off a moving airplane, that's pretty much the worst part as it is. But this plane was at 20,000 feet. So that's quite high up. I don't know how high that is, but that sounds quite high up. <laughs> and then thankfully, someone else took over the controls by shouting Mayday, Mayday into the radio to try and get some help. Um, and Nigel Oregon told Sydney Morin, Harold, I whipped around. Uh, sorry, I whipped around and saw the front widescreen had disappeared. And Tim, the pilot, was going out through it. He had just been sucked off his seatbelt, and I could see was his legs. I jumped over the control uh, column and grabbed him around his waist to avoid him going out completely. His shirt had been pulled off his back, and his body went upwards. Or was bent upwards, I should say, sorry. Doubled over the round of the top of the aircraft. His legs were jammed forward, disconnecting the autopilot and the flight door was resetting on the controls, sending the plane uh, down and nearly 650k per hour, or minutes per hour, whatever it is, KMH, whatever that is, through some of the most congressed skis in the world. And he went on to say, or continues to say, I thought I was going to lose him, but he ended up in a bent U-shape around the windows. His face was spinning against the window with blood coming out of his nose and the side of his head. His arms were failing, or failing, I don't know how you pronounce that, and seemed about six feet long. Most terrifyingly, his eyes were wide open. Oh, Jesus. I never forget that sight as long as I live, end quote. But that's a sight you can never get out of your head. So his eyes literally wide open. Like, that's just scary. <laughs> Um, thankfully, everything was good. The plane landed safely. Everyone on board was okay. No one was seriously hurt. But this is an incredible short uh, story. And this story was a subject of a co- documentary called Aircraft Investigation Blowout, which featured a recreation, or featured a recreation of what happened uh, on National Geographic channel back in 2005. And thanks to this, in a weird way, they've all gotten fame for this. Uh, they've all gotten some sort of fame from this story, which is really weird when you think about it. It's like, I'm now famous because I almost died. <laughs> like, if I was just a random person on the street, I would have been, like, you know, a person who got run over or whatever, I wouldn't be famous in a sense. But because, you know, I was a pilot, I had a bunch of people on board, uh, some stuff happened to the plane, 
I had to have help, a lot of help from a lot of people on board to try to save my life and try to help other people at the same time. And they made, you know, this story obviously gained a bit of attention, so they made, they made a deal, uh, documentary out of it. That obviously did well, because then, you know, well, most documentaries on true events do do well in some sort of capacity. And now they, you know, this, they've got this reenactment on Twitter, which is more than, which has had more than 170,000 likes and 38,000 retreats, if you care about that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, overall, Tim Lannister managed to survive it, which is good. He mostly just had several fra- uh, fractures and frostbite. But thankfully, he obviously was able to survive and live to tell the tale. I don't think we give enough credit to what people go through in terms of, you know, the jobs, in terms of being a pilot or, you know, a bus driver, whatever it may be. Like, there's a lot of pressure when it comes to these jobs. And most of the time, you get paid sod all. You're earning crappy money and you're dedicating your life to this sort of job. Now, this is your dream job in some ways. And when stuff like this happens, it makes you realise like how precious life can be. And it makes you realise, hey, they're humans just like us. And they're not invincible. They could easily have something happen to them, such as you know what happened in this story. And they can easy, their job is to get us there and back safely, regardless if it's a plane, a train, or a bus. Their job is to get us to A and B as safely as possible. And then we don't actually realise how little things can actually happen. It, you know, I've never been on a plane, I've always wanted to go on a plane. Part of me is quite nervous about the idea of going on a plane, you know, anxiety and all that crap. But at the same time, you know, getting to travel the world to different countries like Spain, for example, or, you know, America, wherever it may be. Those are, so, those are opportunities which you just cannot pass up. And those are opportunities to which you... you would want to achieve or, you know, have said and done in your bucket list in life. Like I said, thankfully, everyone's safe. Some minor injuries here and there, but overall, everyone's safe, which is the important part of the story. And until next time, thank you very much for listening to this episode. Take care, stay safe, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.